Well, hello, internet friends, near and far. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation, a podcast where we watch an episode and talk about an episode of Parks and Recreation. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined all the way across town by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it is going so well. So well. This episode of Parks and Rec made me long for summer days as we are heading right into the coldest of winters in the Pacific Northwest. But other than that, I'm doing great. Oh, that's good. That's good. You sound you sound upbeat. That's good. Oh, I'm trying. I've had a, a good amount of coffee already. Uh, just trying to warm myself up. I do have a fire going in our fireplace, uh, so I'm feeling cozy. So trying to counter the cold with the fire and then the cozy with the caffeine. So I'm, you know, coming at all angles here. It's good to have a plan. Well, it's uh, it's stuff I'm doing anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Uh, so this episode of Parks and Rec that we're looking at is episode uh, season two, episode 20, and it's called The Summer Catalog. And it's a fun, sweet episode where Leslie is trying to create a really just whiz bang summer catalog for the parks department. And uh, she sees that her idea for whiz bang falls apart pretty quickly. It turns into just like fizzle whimper instead of whiz bang. How's that? Yeah, that's the opposite. That's exactly that's how I would have done it, too. Right. Perfect. Good. So um, first impression of this episode, what, what were your thoughts? Man, on rewatch, uh, I I think in my head it was better than I I remember. Wait, no, that's the opposite. I think it was like I remembered it better than it was. I don't know. I I didn't really laugh as much as I thought I was going to. Um, I think really it was just the ending. I like the like the little twist ending. Um, and so other than that, it was fine. So it's yeah, that was my my main impression. Right. I don't like yeah. I don't like conflict, like conflict where people are being mean to each other, really, because it's not mm-hmm. funny conflict. And so I think that's what this one felt like a lot more of. And so, right. yeah, that's just, you know, better for worse. Right. Yeah, what about yeah. you? What about, what'd you think? Um, I I thought this episode uh, was redeemed by mm-hmm. April and Andy. Exactly. And they are the. uh the kindness factor of this episode went up because of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they're really the the best part and their, their story moves along in this right. episode in a good way. Uh, whereas Leslie's story does not. She just kind of is confronted again by the grossness of small government bureaucracy. Mm-hmm. And even her heroes are not heroes anymore. Never beat your heroes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Some of these heroes are just weird. So. uh, Yeah. So, you know, all in all, it's a fine episode. There's some funny things that happen, but Mm -hmm. it's not uh, it's not a a laugh a minute. No. So. uh, But it starts out, I think, in a great little standalone cold open where it's a super rainy day in Pawnee and Ron comes into the office wearing a coonskin cap. Like Davy Crockett. Uh, And my understanding is if you are wearing an animal pelt hat, it actually does have a good drying function. Like it keeps you pretty dry because instead of coming through a fabric, 
it's coming through another creature's skin, which is harder to get through than fabric. So good move on Ron's part to keep his head dry. Weird move on the writer's part to think this is a thing people do. (laughs) Right? I've never seen anybody wear a coonskin cap in real life. Have you? Uh, I have not. But if someone were to do it, it would be Ron. And I guess I think we're made to assume that he also uh, fabricated the hat from a raccoon that he himself uh, terminated. Possibly. Another angle that you can look at this from is we know that Pawnee has a raccoon problem. Mm -hmm. So I wonder if Ron, in an episode that was never recorded, went to war with the raccoons. And this is the raccoon king that he has uh, fashioned a hat out of so that the other raccoons will respect his dominance. That's a warning to the rest of the raccoon nation. Exactly. Exactly. And so that is my preferred uh, rationale for why that is happening in this episode. Tom sees the coonskin cap and he's just like, I got to I got to try this out. It will get people's attention. He's like several episodes when he was trying to pick up women with Mark. He was peacocking. This peacocking. is a great, great episode of peacocking where Tom's thinking, I've got a conversation piece. We're going to make it happen. I'm going to pick up women. Fails miserably. Mm-hmm. And uh, the best opportunity he had was when he's running by his his lines with Donna, like pickup lines. And Donna gives him a great, li- great line. Yes, I am a hunter. And it's you season. <laughs> That's a great line, Donna. And then Tom doesn't ever try that line in no. any of the clips that, that were, sh- were shown. So my so favorite, not- my favorite Tom pickup line was the, um, the garbage one. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. We've got, we got a lot in common and I thought that was the creepiest yeah, one. It was I've been so good. Digging through your garbage. We got a lot in common. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Tom not working. So, um, yeah. So, I love the contrast, though. As soon as Tom gives it back and says, you yeah, know, this is not helping me get any women. Good luck. Ron puts it on and immediately a woman just walking by goes, hey, nice hat. So <laughs> it's not the hat. No. It's, uh, it's the animal magnetism that is Ron as he has captured the power of the raccoon king. Exactly. Oh, I like it. So. He's, it's imbued him with. Yes. Raccoon yeah. prowess. He's now, I, I think so. He's, he's now king of the garbage pandas. Yeah, yeah, that that's beautiful. You should write poetry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you. Um, so great little fun, cold open, and then cuts to credits. After credits, we have Leslie coming into Ron's office saying, "I've got a surprise for you," and she refuses to tell him. And Ron's like, "I hate surprises," uh, but he doesn't sing it. Um, you and, should do uh, the entire rest of the podcast like that. I probably won't. Okay. All right. Good. Probably. Um, so Ron then tells Leslie how much he hates surprises by and total Ron moves. Like I saw my friends uh, in the window when Tammy tried to throw a surprise party for me and I called the police. So yeah, that sounds about Ronish. Um, and uh, Leslie doesn't care. She's like, I'm still doing this. Meet me at this park and uh, join us for a surprise. Uh, she's not going to tell anybody except the camera crew. Uh, she tells them right away and I don't know why like they're all going to see it anyway so it's like it doesn't matter it doesn't affect their life these surprises but 
whatevs. And uh, so she's uh, saying she's going to have a interview with all the living former parks directors <laughs> as a way to kick off the summer uh, catalog. And just thinking about that idea sounds awful. It just sounds terrible. But I think it's it's like her version of getting all of the living presidents together, right? Like, uh, oh, yeah, it's, it's on her scale. Right. So you already know the kind of politician that she's going to be if she ever gets to the White House. <laughs> like, we're doing this thing. It's happening. All but the presidents all... hanging out. <laughs> Jimmy exactly. Carter's over building a gazebo or something. And I don't know. I'm, not I'm still amazed work. Jimmy Carter is still alive. Yeah, he's like awesome. He, he's resilient. He's very resilient. He's very, you know, kind and uh, does a lot of good work for a lot of people. And uh, his body keeps trying to kill him <laughs> with different things. And he's like, no, <laughs> I'm from Georgia. I got a peanut farm mm. to run and I've got these houses to build. So he's good. For, forget you, body. <clears throat> and uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, <laughs> no reason to really be upset about Jimmy Carter. I just am surprised he's still alive. I'm not upset. I'm surprised. Okay, so, that's good. Um, so then it cuts to Leslie and the, the team putting together the catalog in the office and they're like storyboarding the whole thing. And they're really like working out the layout, all the different ins and outs and talking about ads and looking for a cover. Um, and, uh, one thing that like just Tom makes a remark and he's like, am I right, Justin? And forgot Justin and Leslie broke up six weeks ago. So you can see Tom is still, uh, being Tom. Uh, but Jerry took a picture of the cover and it's a guy like about to throw a pitch in the softball game and he's staring right at the the camera and uh, it's not a great picture anyway. The guy in the foreground is blurry, um, but they then say, hey, isn't that the pedophile? <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> It's like, I didn't know. Oh, man, he I, he asked me to go to dinner with him. <laughs> yeah. So now he's associated uh, <laughs> and hanging out with the pedophile. Um, so Leslie has to make a clear just directive. I want no sex offenders in the summer catalog, which probably something she didn't think she had to say. But right. Yeah, you it should. had to be specified. Um, and then Tom is uh, gives his op- opportunity to uh, talk about the catalog. And he tries to do like a a Mad Men-esque pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's terrible. The photos are awful. Um, one is, uh, it looks like John Ralphio running. <laughs> and it's like super blurry. Uh, the other one is a kid in a winter barren landscape. Um, and uh, it's just not good. And Leslie even points out, well, this won't work partly because that's a winter photo and this is a summer catalog. Also, that child looks abandoned. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And as, uh, one of the things I loved about this meeting, too, is as you're watching it, even Jerry looks like these are dumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> I just love the abandoned, the abandoned kid one, too, because that's a real it's a real picture that somebody took and said, hey, go go stand over there. I want to take a picture of this barren landscape. I want to use yeah. you for scale, like like the real actual real life picture. Right. It's, yeah, it's perfect. I also like the uh, the the part here where right before Tom had said, "Am I right, Justin?" They were talking about the centerfold for the uh, the ad that was going to be oh, right. yearning yearning by Dennis Feinstein. So we get another, you know, once again Feinstein's in this. We have yet to meet him, so I just, you know, they're they're planting this. Not that they even know that they're who it's going to be probably at this point, but still, 
Yeah, he's just like the local Pawnee perfumer, perfumerer. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're getting an indication of Feinsteinness. We're learning more about his, uh, the kinds of perfumes and colognes he makes, the way he advertises them. Uh, So, yeah, just just not great. It's yeah. Am I right, Justin? Um, So. Then it uh, let Tom's like, well, what do you want from me? Just a picture of the parents pushing the kids on a swing. And it's like, yeah, that's actually all I want. That's it. That's the perfect picture for a summer catalog. Um, and not, uh, be- not, not before he brings up a picture of himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and he's holding a tiny little espresso mug <laughs> and looking off camera. Um, he's like, oh, how'd this get in here? But it's actually I mean, it's perfect. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, what are you so thinking? Everybody leaves, and then he looks at the photo and says, "That what are you thinking?" And April's response is, "Why is my cup so small?" Oh, <laughs> uh, April. Yeah, so she's always there for a a great response. Um, so the meeting's over. Tom has his directive: get a photo, and then it cuts to Anne in the hospital, and Mark is visiting her to give her their six month anniversary gift. Which is all bad ideas. Like everything about what they're doing is wrong. Like meeting in a patient's room to exchange a gift. And he's like, I don't think you, you know, don't feel bad. You didn't know I was going to do this. But she also had a gift ready to give to him. Yeah. In a patient's room. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. My my notes for the scene were Anna and Mark. And that was it. (laughs) (laughs) My notes were. I, and jokes about a dead patient. All bad. <laughs> all bad. <laughs> Just all bad. The whole scene is awful. She, so they like exchange gifts, they kiss, and he's like, oh, are you supposed to kiss in a in a patient's room? And she's like, oh, no, he's dead. I'm like, what? This is a terrible thing to joke about, Anne. So I am not, I'm not pleased with that uh, part of the scene. Like, like, it didn't need to happen at all, except it starts to, it is building the tension in their relationship a little bit more. It's six months. They're giving us markers for where they're at. Um, And, you know, things are getting serious. And uh, so after that little weird interchange, uh, it cuts to the parking lot where April and Andy are getting ready to load up and go on this adventure with the uh, parks directors. They have a picnic. They're throwing food. Uh, and, uh, talking about how April has a really good arm. It's like, I played high, high school softball and he played baseball in high school, which is the boy version of softball, which I love the way that he said that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they're getting ready. Leslie's like, don't play with the food. And, and or April threw the salmon on the roof, all that normal April stuff. Then it cuts to the office and, uh, Mark or, or Ann comes in to see Tom who said that she got an emergency message from Leslie on Tom's phone. And then Mark comes in and uh, this is where Tom gives the, uh, gives the idea like, Hey, why don't you guys have some photos together for the summer catalog? It'd be great. Um, And, and it is not for it. Mark is for it. More tension. Uh, And uh, yeah, so they are roped into this with Tom. Now, your wife worked nights as a nurse. My wife worked nights as a nurse. Uh, Anne is saying like she just came off a really long shift. I'm assuming it's a night shift because it's daytime. What is there any universe where a nurse would agree to do this after a long night shift? 
Well, I mean, depending upon like if you like in the multiverse, yes, but in real life, no, not not in a million years. Yeah. So there's some definite writing problems with Anne's character uh, at this point in this episode. Where I'm just like, they, these people did not ask any nurses about yeah. any of this. And later on, I, I feel like this kind of comes back to like, it doesn't make a ton of sense, like this whole storyline, but I get what they're trying to do. So, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it when we get there. But it's just she's right. You know, she's coming off a 12 hour shift and she's not, you know, super stoked. But somehow Mark reads into it like there's a there's a look, you know, later on. So, yeah, well, Mark's rationale is we don't have any photos of us together. Yeah. So this is a great opportunity for us to get photos together, which. This is Tom that's taking these photos. Like, why would you think this is a good idea, Mark? So, uh, yeah. So then Aunt Leslie is uh, in the car with April and Andy, and she's making this whole thing a really big deal. And I feel bad because I know how this ends. She's going to be disappointed. <laughs> and uh, it's really not cool. Um, and as they get out into the car, uh, out of the car, uh, she looks at April and Andy and they have swapped sweaters thinking that <laughs> like maybe she wouldn't notice. But <laughs> I told you April, she <laughs> April is much smaller than Andy. So, um, yeah, she noticed. And uh, and then the other park directors start showing up. And so we meet David, Clarence, Michael and Ron. I just uh, I just love I, I love their like attitude, like when they're just goofing around and it comes out so much more later in the series. But just April and Andy, they just want to have fun. Like that's just all even even April when she's kind of bummed out and stuff. She's I think she's just bored, you know, and Andy's like fun. And so I think that's a big part of their attraction and ultimately to each other. But yeah, I just like sweater swap. Like why? <laughs> like why? It's so it's so great. Right. It's just a weird thing to do. And yeah. they're like, all right. And yeah. April later we'll find uh, she doesn't, she's not a, as annoyed by Andy as she is by everybody else, which <laughs> right. is like a great foundation for a relationship. Exactly. Um, and, and so somehow they make it work. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So as the park directors start showing up, they all hate each other. And that is obvious real soon. Um, and so the order from reverse order of their their tenure we have ron then michael then david then clarence and clarence is a super old man and uh he's got some interesting ideas so they all hate each other but they start walking to the picnic spot and ron is complaining about everything he's like when are we going to eat and leslie says i made you some bacon as a trail snack and I love Ron. He's like, I already ate it. I smelled it before I pulled into the parking lot. It's gone. <laughs> Everything's terrible. And he runs off like a child, like just a petulant <laughs> child running away. Like, Rah! so I love it. All the food is gone and I hate everything. Yeah. Uh, so and then uh, so it's already not going well. And Ron is the one that Leslie knows the best. Right. Like, so it's like this is this should be a warning to her. Like, this is not going great. Um. And then so it cuts to Tom and 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 Mark and Tom is a terrible photographer. Uh, that's all I wrote about that. <laughs> Kept saying keep slithering uh, at one point. So uh, telling Anne, you got to do something with your face. Make your face better. And <laughs> so, are you even trying? <laughs> yeah. So it's all bad. He's just not a good a good photographer. His techniques are terrible. Um, and Anne is tired and you know, shouldn't be there. So 
Um, so cuts back to the park and Leslie starts interviewing the different directors about their time in office um, and starts with Clarence. And he, he's like, can you describe the first summer catalog? And he's like, yeah, I talked. I taught home ec. Women weren't allowed to teach. He's like, oh, I thought te- women were teachers by then. He said, not in my department. So he's already, <laughs> um, we're seeing like he is old school. Women should not be teaching. Um, and uh, we will even see later, like if you're menstruating, you're going to attract bears. Like there's all kinds of things that he thinks are bad about women in any kind of uh, leadership role. I love how, um, like, right as he finishes, as he finishes that statement, she just kind of turns off her recorder. Like, nope, right. that's enough. That's enough from you. Yeah, I don't need any more of this. So, um, and then it cuts to she tells uh, and and or April and Andy to go ahead and set up because they're all taking longer than they thought. So while they're setting up, uh, he's like, "I'm thinking about writing about a song about a picnic." And uh, <laughs> April's like, "Where'd you come up with that idea?" <laughs> so I was like, "I'm setting up the picnic right now." Oh, yeah. um, uh, right here. Just, <laughs> completely earnest in all things. Um, and uh, so then she's like, life, life is a picnic. And she's like, oh, no, what about life is a picnic with you? And it's becoming a love song. And then he invites her to write lyrics with him. And they go <laughs> plan to make a go to a bar. It's all good. This is exactly what April is hoping in this relationship. He's like, things. it could be about a girl or Peyton Manning. Right. <laughs> Life is a picnic with you, Peyton Manning. <laughs> yeah, which you know, which knowing knowing Peyton Man, like not personally, but knowing Peyton Manning's like roles later, in like in SNL and the commercials he does, is like he would probably be okay with that, and would probably appear in the music video. Yeah, but the picnic would have to have Papa John's pizza. <laughs> now, yeah. So yeah, it it would, ha- it would just have to be that way. So I do like how his love, Andy's loves, are consistent. Mm-hmm. And the the Colts will always have a place in Andy's heart. So, um, yeah. So the after that com- interaction, um, Leslie starts talking to David about his time in the parks department, and he's like, "Well, I hate the work. I hate the parks. Clarence was old, so I pushed him out and took his job." Uh, and then as he's saying all this, he's littering in the park. He's like, who cares about all this stuff? Um, and, you know, this is a, a this is an affront to Leslie. The parks are the best. And so she's seeing here. Here's a guy who doesn't care about the job of caring for the parks. He just wanted the job of getting money. So, um, yeah. So then it cuts back to more photos with Tom and. uh <laughs> It's not going well. And he says, and your face is like if somebody wanted to make an ad for the dangers of eating undercooked chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, it was like, that's a pretty great burn. (laughs) And he's like, how can somebody so hot be so bad at being hot? Right. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all good. I mean, it's not going well for Tom, but it's funny on our end. Um, And, uh, and then <laughs> the maxim she's like, is a, a maxim or a good housekeeper. She's like, I don't even know which one is the insult. Right. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, photo shoot not going well. Back to the park. Um, you know, they're they're getting close to uh where they're gonna end eat and stuff. And Leslie's talking heads like this is not going well. In the background, you have uh David standing there, and he just turns around and says, I whizzed on a butterfly. Um, so things are 
just not good at all for this whole project that Leslie's put out. And uh, then uh, they're at the table and finally sitting down to eat. And you can see Ron is eating with great gusto. And uh, Michael's like, Leslie, I think you've done a great job with the parks. Uh, and this is where Ron is like, Michael, are you still on parole? <laughs> so, <laughs> like, uh, And uh, Doug talks about how he smoked pot in the office, smoked pot in all the parks. And he, then he gets on to like, why is marijuana illegal? Alcohol is legal. And um, and so they are just arguing and bickering all the time. Um, well, over to the side, April and Andy are actually having a nice, sweet picnic which yeah. is cool it's great so we have this conflict uh this contrast between the park directors fighting and bickering and april and andy kind of building a relationship that's uh nice and sweet um so the one note here in this conflict is uh michael saying i parked i planted pot in all the parks which calls back to when they episode uh two of this this series, this season, when Andy's living in the pit and they planted a community garden down there and they thought there was pot um, and uh, it was turned out to be carrot tops, but could have been pot because because <laughs> Michael has been planting pot in all the parks. I still I still I still uh, remain firm that it, it was pot and that because it was gone at the end of the whole thing. Oh, that so Michael came back and harvested I, it. I think he did. I think he knew the heat was on and uh, had to had to get rid of the evidence. That's a strong possibility. I don't know. Now, is this Michael? I did not look up IMDb before this. Mm-hmm. He he has uh, um, very strong vibes of the dad from uh, Family Ties. Is yeah, it I the think, same guy? Well, I know I know he was in Tremors. But yes. I, think, I think he was Family Ties guy, too. Okay, I'm going to look it up. I just searched season two. That was that's Kirk not Cameron, gonna... right? No, that's Growing Pains. You're Growing Pains. That's not... I don't even know how to process what you just said. Uh, yeah, Family Ties. with. Uh, it is the same guy, right? It is the same guy. And okay. he was also in Tremors 3 and 4. Tremors 2, 3, and 4? Yeah, no. Tremors and 3 and 4. So he wasn't in Tremors 2. I don't know. But he wasn't five as well. Man, this guy really is committed to the Tremors Tremor, universe Tremors franchise. <laughs> the Tremorverse. <laughs> oh, he wasn't. He, he was in Tremors too. Aftershocks. <laughs> Why can't I not find him? Oh, because I have the whole season. That's too many people. <laughs> I'm just looking for one episode, dude. Oh, uh, IMDb. Why is it all jacked up? Forget it. I'm moving on. Oh, it looks like he was a he was a night court. Look at that! Wow, coming back around all the way, all the way. So, uh, yeah. So, Family Ties dad, you know, uh, Alex P. Keaton's dad seemed like a pretty solid person, uh, but turns out he's just a total hippie, which makes sense when you look at Alex P. Keaton's uh, strong conservative uh, bent as a rejection of his father's ethos. So it's all coming around. Same uh, universe. Yeah, same, 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 same. Um, so Leslie has enough and try, just everybody go take a picture. Uh, and uh, it's terrible. Um, and so they're none of them look happy. And he takes the photo and he's like, all right, now a fun one. And so cuts back to the office and April's uh, 
they're looking at the photo. I was like, this is terrible. And April's like, I tried to Photoshop it, but their, their mouths are so old. Um, (laughs) and then she makes another one of them, um, which is not pleasant. (laughs) It's a highly inappropriate. uh, Yeah. Very, um, very erotic and not cool (laughs) at all. And so, and she was like, they're being so generous to each other. Uh, so, um, at the same time, it's so great because what, like, I'm sure the writer's like, what would April do if she knew how to use Photoshop? And right. That, that's the correct answer. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, great contrast here in the writing is as they're showing those photos, Tom is showing the photos for the cover uh, with uh, Mark and Anne. And they're all bad. Um, and uh, Anne looks miserable, which I wrote in my notes, foreshadowing. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to be in this photo shoot. She doesn't want to be in this relationship. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so then uh, cuts to Ron in his office and Leslie uh, comes in and gives him a piece of paper. <laughs> and it was a blank piece of paper. She's like, this is my article, my article so far for the catalog. And it's a blank piece of paper. And he's like, did you print this? I heard the printer running. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, so that uh, Ron then offers to buy Leslie dinner. Um, and April and Andy are going to go write their song at the bar. April gets carded and she's 20. She thinks her confidence can win her way into the bar. Uh, so this is an indication where Andy is like, oh, I don't know if this is a good idea because he's 29. We'll find that out in the next episode, I think. Uh, he's 29. April's 20. And uh, so the age difference is starting to be a concern. Um, so kind of thwarted. April uh, and her plans and her hopes with Andy at the moment. Um, But Ron and Leslie go to the restaurant and um, Ron is talking about the dynamics and he's just a realist. Like these people all have jobs and they didn't care about the jobs. Um, But Leslie believes she is the chosen one. (laughs) So, uh, Or something like that. (laughs) Or something like that. Yeah. So she's like super idealistic and, None of her expectations come about. And so she's frustrated. Um, And so Ron's just trying to like temper her expectations. And then he's like, they all hated each other. And Leslie's like, are we going to hate each other? And Ron responds, no. Mm. Which again, foreshadowing. Yeah. uh, For some future tension. Uh, And Leslie's like, maybe I just need to move to Eagleton. Uh, And Ron says, no, when I'm the city manager, I'll uh, give you the job. No problem. A lot of people and, don't know this, but if there's already been foreshadowing in an episode and there's a different plot line and that has it as well, that becomes five shadowing. Oh, is that how it works? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I feel like we're now on like seven shadowing in this one episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I lost there, count. There's a lot of they're, shadows. They're sending a lot of shadows in a lot of different directions. We have like eight suns. Yeah. So that's probably going to be too hot. Like Tatooine had two suns and it was a total desert. So right. eight suns. I mean, what are we going to do? It's I, just glass. Well, it's funny you say that. Uh, I read an article this week that NASA believes they have found a planet that rains like rocks. Oh, that's so, unpleasant. Yeah. My, my next question was, how do they know any of that? These planets are real far away. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't even know when it's going to rain next here, really. But NASA believes they know that another planet rains rocks. So. Um, that's what happens when you eat shadow. Too many rocks, too many rocks. So Ron's got this this whole plan. He becomes city manager. Leslie can have his job, his 
Max plan right after he becomes city manager, of course, is to cut the parks department. <laughs> so uh, it seems like he's being really nice. Like, nah, not really. Um, and then Leslie's like, maybe I'll just leapfrog right over Ron and go for that city manager job. Uh, and I'll uh, totally expand the parks department. So these two are um, great contrasts. Um, the food comes and one of my favorite lines in the whole show. <laughs> Why would anyone eat anything other than breakfast food? Because people are idiots. <laughs> so uh, we had breakfast for dinner last night. And while I was eating this delicious meal that I made, I thought, why would people eat anything other than this? What did you because go with? people are idiots. Just, well, I just, just made cereal? bacon and eggs and uh, tortilla, uh, tortillas. Tortillas of breakfast are pancakes. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, breakfast, eggs, and pancakes. Breakfast, eggs, bacon, eggs, and pancakes. But I bake the bacon. Because I uh, I put it on a cookie sheet, put it in the oven uh, cold and bake it at 405 for 22 minutes. And it's delicious. So that's now that. Have, now we have the secret recipe. Well, it's not a secret recipe. You can go if you search bacon method. It's a website that I found that on baconmethod.com, I think, or .co, something like that. Um, it's a great way to make bacon. And it's okay. easy to clean up. Get in touch with us, baconmethod.com, if you're interested in an affiliate partnership. Yeah, or either way, I'm still going to make bacon this way. So, low low stakes. I won't make ba- steak that way. Bacon, I was going to say, bacon is kind of the low steak of a pig. Like, it's low, it's very thin. <laughs> the low steak of a pig. That's just real sad. Uh, that's, yeah, that's disturbing what you said. Thank you. I, I, I need to keep moving. Uh, so, they eat breakfast next day or eventually it seems like everything happens real fast in Pawnee but I mean I know they needed to print these catalogs so it probably wasn't the next day but the catalogs came in and everybody's <laughs> looking at it and uh Anne and April or Andy and April are on the cover uh it's a, just a selfie that they took enjoying their their picnic in the park and it's a perfect cover and both uh April and Andy are uh at the end of the episode like looking at this this picture of themselves and they both look like this is good i like this picture and the yeah so i also think nine, like, nine it, shadowing it, yeah right well it was just <laughs> great because they they as they were passing them out we didn't get to see the cover and we got to see everyone's reaction to seeing the cover before we got to see it and right. so april like looked at it and looked at leslie like what did you do? But then also she smiles and then right. Andy's looking at it reflecting because their last encounter is really awkward and you kind of be like, uh, see ya. But then he sees them. It's like, he's envisioning them. I'm like, well, I mean, maybe it could work, you know? So I like, mm-hmm. I was that. And I think that right there for me was, it wasn't just the cover that was sweet, but also what it meant to their kind of relationship. It almost, I feel like it almost kind of brought them back together in a very unsaid way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. It sets up uh, some more. Yeah, their their story is progressing in a uh, in, in a nice way, and yeah. their relationship will not be without bumps and bruises along the way. But um, yeah, it was nice. Like things are looking good for Andy and April. Um, the uh, the credit scene is uh, in the office. Ron and Leslie they're uh, throwing darts and talking about Michael. And his bong making skills, which uh, um, are impressive, I guess. I don't know anything about bongs. So, um, yeah, but he made 
water pipes out of hose garden hoses smoking and a wreck and a wreck sorry <laughs> yeah so um yeah Raccoon, so raccoons are getting used at least in pawnee for hats and bongs and all sorts of things so it's not you know they pawnee yeah. uses the whole the whole part of the raccoon yeah they are a menace but they are a useful menace mm-hmm. much like dennis the menace yeah. dennis uh, the menace yeah so um and when you it cuts away to see what they're throwing the darts at it's the photo that that april took of the guys um and uh one goes right in the junk one goes right in the neck so uh yeah so it's an interesting uh end to the day um or the this adventure catalog got published april and andy seem to be on a, a path towards a meaningful relationship and ron and leslie are coming to an understanding about the realities of bureaucracy in a government institution yeah just like yeah and and like how they like throw the i think throwing the darts was a very you know cathartic thing for leslie like you know she had this whole thing built up in her head that it was going to be amazing and then it fell short because people are the worst and now she gets to kind of actively just you know it's very i I think it was really good for leslie to do that Mm -hmm. so hopefully she makes it you know we'll see only time will tell I think she'll be all right. Yeah. She's going places. So, yeah. We also are given get an indication of Ingle- Eagleton a little bit more. Um, and mm-hmm. the idea of Eagleton being reprehensible to Leslie. Uh, and we'll see why in the future. Um, yeah. So, all in all, not the best episode, but it's not the worst. And yeah, so, we are right, plot, plot lines move forward. Yeah, Some. and yeah. we're getting closer to having a reason to ha- not have Mark on the show anymore. Amen. So I'm ready for that. I'm ready to have uh, better people. So we lose Soon. one Mark and we gain two great characters. So it's like the best trade in television history, I think. <laughs> yeah, we didn't have to give up any first round draft picks or anything. No, no. I mean, he was probably on the IR anyway. He's he, this is what it was. <laughs> He's, he's Earl Thomas. The acting IR. <laughs> he's Earl Thomas at the end of that season. Uh, when he got like, he's like, they need to pay me more. And they're like, we're not going to pay you more because you're you're easily injured. And he ends the season breaking his leg. And, uh, and the Seahawks are like, guess, guess we dodged a bullet on that one, Earl Thomas. Um, so, yeah. So Mark is Mark is like Earl Thomas, except I don't know if Mark's any good at football. <laughs> I, I don't know. Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Yeah. Awesome. Well, what's the what's the next episode? The next episode is uh, ninety four meetings, which is fantastic. Awesome. I'm excited for. Yeah. I like that one. This one is great. This is we get uh, to we learn about the meat tornado. Uh, mm-hmm. So wait, is that that one? No, 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 no. That's later. Yeah, that, that was at the fair. Said, that was at the fair. No, the meat tornado is. Uh, uh in season three. Oh, that's yeah, that the strip mall? No, no, that's the spinning cone of meat. I don't spinning know what it is, but I'm gonna get the whole thing. It's yeah. season three, episode two is the uh the the meat tornado. Sorry, I was getting ahead of myself. Um yeah, so that so this episode was rated eight point zero. Oh wow. Um next episode eight point six. I can get on board with that. So, 
Yeah, me too. Right. We learn more about the Sweetums family next week. We learn more about uh, Jessica, um, who is the beauty pageant judge with Leslie from his punny. We learn more about Tom. Um, yeah, there's a lot that happens in the 94 meetings. So I'm excited. It's going to be good. It's, it's going to be good. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to go. I just realized I, I still haven't seen Tremors Five Bloodlines yet. So I'm going to go watch that. Okay. And it's a good plan. And yeah. Probably check in with you next week about yeah, sounds great. Par- parks and recreation. Okay. I'll be here. I'll just be here waiting. Okay. Till then. Well, so. have fun with that. And uh, we'll, we'll talk later. I guess so. Okay. Right, bye. Bye. Bye.